Welcome to WMFA, a podcast where writers talk writing. I'm Courtney Ballastier, and on today's mini-sode, I'm talking about voices. Here's what happened this morning. I'd been writing for the past few days in a part of the novel that's getting close to the end of a section, um, and this is the second draft, but these passages are all new material. and so. I knew I was kind of circling the wagons, you know, that I was close to getting the section wrapped up, but I, I just kept having fragments of things and kind of glimpses of scenes, and, and I didn't quite know where everything was going, um, and I was getting really annoyed with it. And so for whatever reason this morning, this is Tuesday that I'm recording this, um, you know, I was just writing, sitting, staring, and I was just over it. Um, and I was so frustrated with this character who has just been so frustrating to me. Um, and I don't know where this came from, but I started a document in my Scrivener folder and I just started talking to him directly and just had a conversation with him and just asked him, you know, what's going on? Why am I doing this? Why are you doing this? You know, why do you feel the way you're acting now? What are you getting at? Why are you making this decision? Because it's not even like it's not the decision I want him to make narratively. He's already doing what I want. I just don't know why he's doing it or I didn't know why he was doing it. Um, and so we had a conversation, and it was good. Um, it didn't even feel weird, which was weird. You know, it, it was really good. And and by the time I got to the end of this conversation, which wasn't even that long, you know, it was just like 20 minutes that I spent in this document, I had figured out that piece of the puzzle. You know, I had figured out what all of those fragments I was writing had to do with one another. And I realized that everything I'd been doing, not just for the last few days, but over months and years, you know, the foundation was all there. All those pieces were there. The elements, the themes, the motifs, everything was was already there. I just didn't quite know how it all fit together. Consciously, I should say. I didn't consciously know how it all fit together. Um, and that was a really good moment this morning, you know, that I think is really worth celebrating of just this this confirmation that doesn't necessarily come up all that often of just, oh, you know, everything they say is true. You do have to trust the process. You have to trust your process. Um, you do know what you're doing. You know, part of you knows what you're doing. You just have to show up and do it. So that got me thinking about voices. Um, because that was me in a moment choosing to listen to the voice of that character and trusting him. Um, and I'm not talking here about voice in a craft way, you know, which I'm sure will be a discussion for another time. But, you know, just just voices conceptually, if you will. Um, you know, that was me listening to this voice and trusting it, which is a version, of course, of trusting myself, um, trusting the work and saying, hey, I need help. You know, help me understand this. And I think that thinking about this is important. Because I'm sure I'm not the only creative who also struggles with anxiety. Um, and those of us who do spend a lot of time hearing and managing voices, um, you know, the self-critical voices, the negative voices, I think we probably find ourselves thinking bad things about ourselves quite a lot. Um, I know I do, and I have in the past especially. And, you know, you'll often hear in the literature around dealing with this aspect of anxiety that it's about what you focus on. You know, not to be too reductive, but but you do hear this this concept of well, what do you what are you focusing on? And I'm bringing this all up because um, I find that often when I really need to learn a lesson, I hear it and see it everywhere. Um, I don't know if that is true for you too, but um, so talking about our inner voices and the ones that we feed bring up a few that brings up a few things for me right now. And the first is this book I'm reading, um, Grit by Angela Duckworth. And Angela Duckworth is a MacArthur Genius Fellow. She's a psychologist, super all-around successful, interesting person. Uh, and Grit is about her study of passion and perseverance. Um, and it's really speaking to me about the actual process of identifying a passion and cultivating it and then excelling at it. 
And it really looks at what separates someone who's exceptional in their field from someone who doesn't. And uh, what she and other researchers find over and over is that talent is not actually as important as you'd think. Talent is important, um, but passion and perseverance are the keys. Okay, so put a pin in that. I'm reading that. I'm also reading a gorgeous book on anxiety by Sarah Wilson called First We Make the Beast Beautiful. And then today I read, you know, maybe you've seen this, it's making the rounds on the internet lately, I think, uh, Jerry Saltz's 33 Rules for Being an Artist in New York Mag. And I have to say, side note, Saltz is not always my jam, um, but I think this is really a pretty phenomenal uh, manifesto on, on being an artist. Okay, so what do all of these things have in common? Um, well, they're all underscoring for me this truth that everyone is hearing the same voices. They all talk about this, right? Everyone is telling themselves that they suck. Everybody is telling themselves that they're about to be revealed as imposters. Everybody is telling themselves that the idea they just had is stupid. And I mean, this isn't really news. You know, all of the writing books talk about this. The Biggies, Anne Lamott tells us, Elizabeth Gilbert tells us, Stephen King. You know, but I was just struck by it anew over and over and over again lately. Okay, so everybody has these voices. And for some reason, we, I, you know, never want to engage as much with the good voices. And I think that's what, that's what struck me so much today, you know? When I'm writing and just when I'm living my life, you know, I, I, I'm always paying more attention to the bad voices. And I've been trying to understand lately to really understand why that might be. Um, you know, why it is that when I hear the good voices, it's not even that I don't want to engage with them, but I'm suspicious of them, right? I feel like I'm being tricked, you know, so, so why is it so much more comforting to believe the things that the bad voices say? And, you know, I think we're all struggling with that on a lot of different levels because there's the emotional level and the creative level. And of course, the maintaining yourself and your ability to do the work, which, you know, both of those levels touch on, but even on a craft level, we're parsing out voices, you know, we're attuning to the different voices in our head that are speaking through different characters. And we're trying to know when they want to say more, when what they say isn't quite right, you know, when they want more attention, but maybe aren't screaming for it. Because I find that it's not always the main characters who interest me the most. You know, it's often the periphery that's most interesting. And so we have to listen for that. And I've been thinking about how I engage with the voices in my head and the bad patterns I've made with them over a very long period of time and how I might start to change that. Uh, how that might just kind of soften a little bit, you know, how I can get to know better the voices that are like, hey, look at that, that worked, you know, the thing that I tapped into this morning. It's like, listen to him, listen to that character, you know, because I, we need to learn to trust those voices. And I keep saying voices, and I think maybe what I'm actually getting at here is intuition, but that word just kind of opens up a whole other, you know, line of discussion. So we'll, we'll stick with voices for now. But but, you know, every time we're sitting down to write or to edit, we're practicing tuning into those frequencies and listening to those perspectives and training them toward the page. And we have to listen to that part of us that says that's good or that needs work or cut that sentence. You know, we have to know which parts of us to pay attention to. We have to know which voice to trust. And there are different voices throughout the process. And another message that I keep seeing again and again lately, you know, is that sometimes attention is all a thing needs to get moving. Uh, so I guess I'm just, what I'm doing right now is just paying attention to it and encouraging you to pay attention to it too, these voices. And that barometer that I have that can listen to a voice and say, that one. And then listen to another voice and say, no, not that one. And you know, how I know, I don't even need to know how I know, frankly. I just want to know what knowing feels like. You know, like, okay, engage with that one. Don't engage with that one. 
And it's not to say that there are never valid negative thoughts. That's not what I'm getting at because certainly there are and certainly you need the ability to look at your work critically and at a remove at a certain point and, you know, be able to say like that sense is garbage and, and not have it, you know, destroy you, but just be very clear-eyed about the fact that maybe that sentence is garbage. Um, I'm talking about the fact that what you focus on grows, you know? So, so what I'm trying to think about right now is what do I want to be creating more of? You know, and so when those voices that are like, you're an idiot, you can't do that, speak up, I've, I've given them so much power already, and I guess I'm kind of just tired of giving them power. You know, I, I would rather give power to the voice that I heard this morning, who's like, hey, do this, who even might acknowledge that, you know, hey, you could be better at this, but, you know, come on, let's get better at it. Um, and that's what's so cool about this grit book, I think, you know, and I've talked about this idea before, this, this persistent idea that I've struggled with. That there is this kind of ineffable thing that good writers have that I don't. Um, And I think I've used that as a crutch for a really long time. You know, so I'm trying now to kind of look under the hood of that and take it apart. And what Angela Duckworth in Grit has really helped me see is that what that voice is telling you actually is that there's no point in trying. You know, um, it's easier for us to believe that a Pulitzer winner or an Olympian just has a thing that we don't because that lets us off the hook. You know, but if that's not true, and it's usually not, and there is no thing, you know, then what does that mean about how we have to show up to get to where we want? So that's where I'm at right now, training my attention on the voices that are there to serve me. What about you? Let me know. Hello at WMFAPodcast.com, 347-685-4836. The WMFA logo was created by Unsold Studio, and the theme music is Jazz Dancer by Double Winter. Find them at doublewinter.bandcamp.com. WMFA is made in Detroit by Courtney Ballastier, LLC. All rights reserved.